0: Well, uh, it's appropriate that we have Matt Ray on the Software Defined Talk Members Only White Paper Exegesis podcast uh, this time, because as Brandon was reminding me, we have discovered a new ter- the, a new name for the territory uh, that Matt Ray works in, Oceana, mm. as, as I recall. Now, yes. now, I know, I don't know what they call it, Brandon, but they call, them, uh, they call them Lost Heads. I remember in Lost, wasn't it Oceana Airlines that they were oh, on? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: It's Oceanic, but very close. Oceanic,
0: very close. I always thought it was funny, you know, the uh, the settlement they had with them is they it, they appeared to get lifetime first class tickets on Oceanic. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's sort of like you know, you go to a restaurant and the food doesn't taste good, and they ask you if you you know would like some more, and they're like, no. I wonder if that that guy who
2: got beat up by United got that too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> They're like,
0: check yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up in first class. We got a special category, the 2K, that we give to people <laughs> like you. Mm. Well, anyways, uh, in this episode, we're going to look at the uh, OpenStack community survey released November of 2017. That's this year, this month, yeah. as a matter of fact. Now, this is a uh, this is a little PDF, a little document. I forget how many pages. I feel like it's a fifteen, twenty pages or so, which you know. When you subtract out all the uh, the margins and the front and back matter, we're talking about a good eight ten pages lots of charts too, which is good uh and i think I think this would be interesting to look at in in a couple of ways one we'll probably spend a fair amount of time talking about the actual content because OpenStack is uh, endlessly fascinating for stuff we care about uh, and I think two it's always interesting to see how. How surveys like this are used as uh, marketing and strategically, how they get used by a vendor, and then also how how they they get used by other parts of the tech industry. Whether you're an end user or uh, more obviously, sort of like your tech and analysts who are using it. It's it's you know I, I think the big question in my mind with these surveys is always to to put it in two different ways. The same thing is one uh, is this legit. Right, like, is this something you farmed out to some, you know, weird uh, survey firm, and then you went mm-hmm. and sort of heavily biased it, uh, if you will? Um, and then, in addition to that, it's sort of like, what is the what is the applicability of this survey? Like, w- how broadly would you use this, and does it actually apply to uh, things that that the regular person would care about? And so, I don't know. Well, and I think it's also good, to, obviously, if you work at a vendor or you're interested in marketing stuff. I mean, I would almost have a theory that eventually, if you're trying to be one of the market leaders in some software category, some infrastructure software category, or even in any enterprise software category, I don't know if this applies to consumer stuff. At some point, it's a good idea to make up one of these vehicles that's sort of like an annual, if, if not twice a year, an annual report that sort of like defines the market and uh, sets the momentum for it. And you see this in like the DevOps report, right, which... Uh, is basically started off as a puppet vehicle, and has since expanded uh, from from then. So, you know, uh, and then my favorite was always the. Um, uh, do you remember the uh, the data explosion that EMC and IDC used to work on? Maybe they still do that, but I remember after several years, it was used as like it was it was the slide that you would see. It was like the Mary Meeker slide. Not that she would ever care about enterprise storage. But it would just be like, look at all this astounding storage. We've run out of Greek words to describe how big that is. Um, <laughs> and so it's good to establish a vehicle uh like that for it. But back to Oceana. What uh Oceana. what what do you what do you do with a survey like this, Matt Ray?
2: I don't know. I mean, uh my first yeah, as you're kinda talking through uh some of the, the context there, I, I wonder if anyone actually if marketing departments actually attach themselves to it and use it to, as something to use as outreach. I mean, you know, obviously uh vendor, I work for, you know, we, we do some, some surveys here and there, we write up some white papers and, you know, we send things like the, the Forrester wave to leads because, you know, when you're in the front, you always put that right. But this survey has a lot of just numbers that, you know, aren't, as a vendor i don't know how much they show like leadership you know that like oh yes you know we are far and away i mean unless you are red hat i guess you know i um, looking through some of the numbers everyone else is just kind of mixed in the wash so um you yeah know, it, it's a good vehicle for open stack momentum but i don't know if any vendors really are going to attach them and, and i and i think to that end
0: to do a little bit of uh too close reading. I mean, this reminds me, I was, uh, I, I came across that term. Have you ever heard that term, male gaze? And so immediately I was thinking like, what's a female gaze? And it's really hard to find good write-ups about a female gaze that are, uh, helpful, I guess. Like you can kind of reverse engineer what a female gaze would be, but like the, anyways, that's, that's something you can go look up if you're interested. Male gaze, very well defined. Very, very actionable, as we would say. Female gaze evolving as a concept that's actionable or not from a critic standpoint. Uh, so, you know, one thing, uh, I don't know if you ferreted out the PDF thing, but I don't think you have to legion you yourself for this, right? So it's sort of like, it's not a transactional thing. And I think, I think you raise a good, uh, maybe unintentionally good point, Matt Ray, is like, who's this for? Like, what audience is this for? And, i th- I think I think it kind of at least in my mind gets a little bit to what you're saying is I think it it is very genuinely just for people who are interested in the trends here and then and then there's also I think the audience that openstack always has is the people who want to poop all over it <laughs> and 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 trying to establish <laughs> trying to establish that openStack is in fact like a thing and it has been for a while and everything's just dandy right and then I think I think um, there's two more audiences, and and then y'all, then y'all tell me what you think. But one, I mention them. Let's call them the influencers, which are sort of like press and analysts and things like that. So the people and people like ourselves who are like interested in numbers around how things are going. And then finally, I think if if I I don't understand it too well, but if I think about the the businesses in the OpenStack world especially based on what the survey says, there's a lot of, I don't know what you would call it, tech companies selling to tech companies, (laughs) almost. And so to some extent, there is marketing around that, that like, if I'm Huawei and I'm trying to sell services to some telco or something, then this probably is a good marketing vehicle to be like, I mean, I imagine Huawei has a hard time selling to US companies, but you go down to Brazil or wherever and you're like, hey, if you want to build this out, Check out this stuff. We actually like are kind of a big deal. Not only that, the technology that we're trying to get you to buy is like good and stable, and people use it. So you could use it as as marketing efforts for uh, for things like that. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that's all true, but I, I do think you know the other thing is we've talked about some of these other documents that have you know surveys in it. Is that you know a lot of this just becomes data for journalists and then for anyone, biz dev, corp dev anyone trying to make the case that you know they they want to do an OpenStack project or maybe in this case maybe they don't maybe they, they want to use this data to justify something else so you know there's so much there's such a dearth of uh, original research and original data out there that anyone that takes the time to do a survey with any type of reasonable Kind of quality to it. Um, that data becomes valuable and gets used a million times over. So uh, I think this is something. Again, you know, I've already done it. Right? You take it, you you throw it in your kind of, kind of data folder on your on your on your Mac, and then when you need something, you're doing a presentation, you're like you can start digging stuff up. Because as we kind of see here, right? Like you can kind of use this data to tell any story you want. So Definitely. people always um, always want that and they always need that.
0: So, so as an example of that, let's just play with this. So I think one of the main stories uh, being told here is that people use multiple clouds. I forget if they say hybrid cloud or multi-cloud. I don't know what we're supposed to say nowadays. And then we'll have a big debate over if there's a hyphen in there or not. And finally, O'Reilly will publish some book and settle if there's a hyphen between the hybrid, the multi, and the cloud. We'll find out. But So to that end, if you wanted to tell, I don't know what version of the story is. If you wanted to use this to tell a story about multi-hybrid cloud, what, what would y'all do? How how would y'all arch yeah. and crafts it up?
2: Yeah. I mean the in, in the survey they they report that uh forty-eight percent of OpenStack users indicate that users of their OpenStack deployment also interact with another cloud. And then in the numbers there, you know, there's there's Amazon, there's uh you know, Azure and and things like other OpenStack. You know, other OpenStack private over other OpenStack public, um, and and the ways you can spin that are you know, OpenStack is part of you know the the private cloud to public cloud, and you know this is you know for people who, who are buying into the uh, the hybrid message that that sounds compelling, right? You're like, oh yeah, yeah, OpenStack's what I would use for private cloud. It's my go to solution because you know they don't mm. say VMware in there. <laughs> they don't say Hyper-V, you know. They don't say Azure Stack. Uh, I mean, it might be early for that, but you know, they don't say any other private clouds. Um, so that's you know, that's a little bit of spin in there. But then also the the naysayers would be like, yeah, sure, this is you know, you're going to have that, but you know, you're moving out, you know, you're moving out of private cloud into public cloud, so of course you're going to have a multi-cloud story, you know, as, as you mm. you know, if if you're spending the time. To fill out the OpenStack survey, it must mean you already have it or, you know, you're involved in it. And as this number of, you know, multi-cloud percentage increases.
0: Well, we had, uh, we had, we had what, what uh, I remember I was talking with, uh, with our friend uh, Bridget once and, uh, and I was recording a podcast with her or something and the power went out and she was like, oh, they're installing the Tesla plug in my garage. And so now I don't have anything fancy like a Tesla. It's just light fixtures. But, you know, maybe if we're talking to someone in 1910, light fixtures would be pretty amazing. And people would be tolerant of it ruining your podcast. We'd be talking about uh, corncob pipe innovation back then. (laughs) Maybe maybe that's back when there was analog transformation. They were like, we're moving from dirt to analog. We'll just call that Mm, pre-Patreon. (laughs) Pre-Patreon. That's right. So anyways, Matt Ray, you were saying uh well
2: i i was i was saying that you know if you're if you're spinning these numbers there there may be some some bias in the fact that you know of course everyone sees that there's another cloud or two that are included here we've left out the other private cloud op, you know options there's no vmware mentioned um but is there a selection bias of people who have Moved out of OpenStack, they're no longer participating in the survey, and so you don't see them because they've gone all in on public cloud. Um, also, you know, if you look at the numbers of the uh, the, the OpenStacks that are are deployed, uh, there's a fair amount of stuff that's pretty old. You know, there's um, there there releases, there are people you know currently using. Uh, what do we got here? Some 2012. Uh, some Essex, some Folsom, some Grizzly. Uh, there's still a lot of old stuff out there, right? And so, uh, um, you know, 2013 is, is is still well represented. So, um, you know, are we losing that because people are upgrading, or are they moving out? That's
0: kind of the Now, question. now you ra- you raise a good point about the survey, and it's it's also something that, and I think it's cool in the DevOps reports, but it's something that's always troubled me, or I shouldn't say troubled me. I've always wondered about the DevOps report is. I mean, I guess it's right there in the name, but it's good to realize that this is about the OpenStack community. It's not surveying people who are not in the community, as you were saying, right? So, therefore, uh, any any conclusions you make is basically n equals people who use OpenStack or somehow consider themselves part of the community.
2: <laughs> well, it, it, yeah, it's it's not a longitudinal study. It's Longitudinal. Hey, the people who were <laughs> Here are the people who responded in the uh, yo. At, at six months. Right, right.
0: Which, which you know, you, that, that means that when you read coverage of it, you know, there's, uh, there's uh, certain styles of, of reporting, which every now and then I fall prey to, but you got to watch out. Is like, you don't want to generalize too much and have a headline that's like, say, you know, multi-cloud is surely a thing, shows OpenStack community, right? Like, it, it only <laughs> means that within the OpenStack community... It, you know, not that that claim would be false, but it just means all this says is within the community that's the case. Or it would also be equally easy, right? When they say uh, what paths and container tools uh, do you use, to basically use that chart to say Kubernetes has won because it's at like thirty-two percent. Right. Like all that means is that in this community, there's uh, and it's even a subset of the people, if I remember, out of that what is it nine hundred or something people that answered it? I forget, but there's only like two, a little under three hundred. So. Right, that is a good uh, a good thing to guide on. Now, also they have Cloud Foundry in there, and you're supposed to you should have a space between the cloud and the foundry. Like, like,
2: <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 I saw the the Forrester or the Gartner report with the the lowercase M on the VMware. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah mm. Pedantics aside, um, they do say like the number of respondents and all their little charts. So you know how many people they're they're building those stats off. That's nice to see. You know, there's the n equals 210 or whatever. Um, yeah, that, that would be a nice addition. I mean, I'm, I'm not a data scientist. You know, I'll leave that to uh, the Nicole Forsgrens of the world. But maybe just a question like, you know, how many times have you filled out this survey? And mm-hmm. just try to use that to add a little bit of trending, you know, mm-hmm. historical. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure because one of the things that my experience in the OpenStack community showed was there is, if you want to game the numbers, it's I've seen big companies do that, you know, especially in, when it comes to voting for talks, right? You you would say like, hey, um, I'm at, you know, big co and we have 50,000 employees and, you know, I'm just going to send this internal email like, please vote for our session, right? Or, hey, we have 50,000 employees. Please go vote in the OpenStack user survey. Oh, and, yeah, for and, and sure. You can, you can push the numbers, you know, even if you only get a hundred respondents, if you only have a thousand people you know responding, you know because there's some numbers in here that I'm kind of like, wow, that's crazy
1: <laughs> but like but, putting the selection bias to the side because I think once you acknowledge it, like the one thing I think is always interesting about these is like if you take this data point with some other data points and like to see where the narratives match up like mm-hmm. and I do think specifically in like private cloud, multi-cloud like we've been seeing that sort of just bubble up in lots of different places. So like I can see someone grabbing this data along with maybe some information from Kubernetes or some, you know, just some other information from other vendors kind of showing like, okay, well here's a bunch of data points that do indicate that there's a trend here that people are doing more on um, private clouds than maybe people have been talking about in the last few years. So that, I think that's always interesting when you see something sort of like matching up with other surveys you've read or other data points you see in the industry.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's spot on right there is if you uh strapped it together with a few other ones, you'd have a good uh I should write this before he does, but you'd have a good Matt Assay piece called Public Cloud is Dead. And and, 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 and you could you could sort of show this trend over time of um private cloud still being a thing. Or alternatively you could you could title it something like private cloud, not dead yet or you know i don't i don't know you could figure something out but i think i think there is that is like an ongoing story in the past i don't know 18 months or so that comes up over and over again is like so not all this stuff is in the public cloud as much as we thought right. it would be which which i haven't really seen captured very well mm. yeah
1: and i feel like this survey is like There's an undertone to that, right? Where OpenStack, because obviously the biggest agenda, I think, of the OpenStack user survey is to get people to use OpenStack, right? So uh, with that, I think there is an undertone in this whole thing, kind of showing you like, hey, guys, this private cloud thing is going to be around. And, And then they try to make the leap or the case. I should say they make the case that OpenStack is the way to go. Now, that's probably where... I feel like to your earlier comments, Matt, about selection bias, you're like, well, I mean, this is that's where this thing starts. Not goes off the rails. You just have to really be careful of the sample now, right? These people are obviously very invested. So this may this is not an accurate picture of all the various private cloud technologies or options
0: that you have. So I, I think there's another problem, which, which given your uh, your your perch over there in Oceana, Matt Ray, maybe there's some some insight <laughs> on. Uh but that is and 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 never minding the content of it because I think the the point of of the large use of OpenStack in Asia like makes sense to me like that's what what I've always encountered but like how do you think they dealt with this obvious like influx of like survey stuff from like China and Asia like it just sort of like they even mentioned it a few times but it's clear that it kind of creates some some. Uh, not chaos, but some craziness. Like, I forget what the exact number is, but there's a material amount more of people responding from China. And so mm-hmm. you see a huge rise in people using um, uh, OpenStack in China. But see, even the way yeah. I worded that is probably inaccurate. It's like, it's, it's more like uh, the use of OpenStack has been discovered <laughs> that, that maybe was already there instead of it necessarily growing year True. over year. Or something, I don't know. Like, how, how did y'all react yeah, to mean- that kind of weirdness?
2: Well, they 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 do, you know. It, there's a recording from uh, from from the Sydney Summit where they discuss the the survey, and they they you know they highlight that like this is the first time we've offered it in eight different languages, and you know thanking all the translators they had. So, you know, being able to reach out to those those you know, previously untapped markets, um, probably those groups were underrepresented previously, and, and so. I, you know, maybe you know if 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 a year from now we continue to see you know this this massive jump in in Asian consumption, maybe you know it's like oh yeah, it's it's you know it's really hot in Asia, or were they just not responding before?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I really took that whole <laughs> that second paragraph or third paragraph on uh, page two about the translated survey. I don't say they don't say it quite like this. I would have just said like, hey, today we baselined the use in Asia, right? Like, cause I mean, that's all you can take from it, right? Is that this is uh, the first time it's been translated, it's going to give you a baseline, but to draw any real conclusions from it would be, yeah, you know, would be almost impossible, right? I mean the fact that it's never been translated and then of course you're going to suddenly see lots of uh, responses you never got. So I, I think they do, I mean they do a fair job that they didn't, they don't hide from it, right? They put it on the second page, they make it bold. So um, as long as you don't like over-index on it, then I think you're fine. You know, kind of getting a sense of what's happening in oceanic and Asia over there.
0: And and then and then and then back to content-wise, I'm curious what what your uh, your free associating thoughts on this would be, Matt Ray. But like, what uh, <laughs> how 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 would you like compare the way in in uh, we could just fit down to China, but let's just say Asia that they sort of like what's the sales process like for like infrastructure software over there versus like. Western sales process. And to characterize that, and maybe it's exactly the same. I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. But in the Western world uh, of buying infrastructure software, there's ba- it seems like there's basically three uh, sales processes. One is like, we're just renewing a contract with IBM and Oracle. So yeah. you got that going for you. Um, or some giant outsourcer or something. And then two, there's the uh, these goddamn developers are using Docker, and so then you got to figure out something to do about it it's sort of a bottoms up approach and then the third one is like here's here's like a brand new big thing that fits to our our corporate initiatives to do stuff and so we're going to bring in a um what do they call it i'm 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 evaporating on the name not a not a dog and pony show but a bake off you're gonna have a uh, bake off of a bunch of people come in, and they're gonna send in their reps and their sales engineers, and you know it's gonna be a competition of who can like burn the most sales money and prove that their stuff works for you, and then you select something. But like, is it yeah. is it the same over there? Are there different dynamics, or what's it like?
2: Um, I mean, each each country is different,
0: um,
2: and and I think and there's also different economics in each country. So if we, you know, these numbers, I don't see any probably there there's a lot of filters if you go to the analytics page I, I did not do this, but I would hazard a guess in some of the countries like like maybe India for example, if you filter down on the size of the deployments it's probably smaller and it's a lot more build it yourselves um, whereas if you went to um, maybe a Singapore uh, they might be more likely to have bought it from a vendor. And mm. had a, a, a vendor installed it or provided it, you know, a, a Huawei or an HPE or somebody like that, come in and do your OpenStack for you. Um, just because, you know, they're they're, they're kind of different markets. Um, and and yeah, <laughs> Asia is not homogenous. So, uh, what? You
0: know, there, there's... That sounds crazy. <laughs> I mean, they got that one section in the grocery store that's like the Asian food. It's not like that on the ground. <laughs>
2: No, you know what's funny though is they also have the the European section over here, so
0: that's <laughs> that's always entertaining. Um, what, do, what do they but have? Yeah, just like I mean, sacks yeah. of raw sugar that that you just, just refine <laughs> sugar.
2: Then the North American department is nothing but Hostess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so so you know there there there's still a lot more drill down, and the sample size is way too small because uh, uh, one of the things they point out is if you hit twenty on any of the samples um it doesn't give you results because they don't want they're trying to keep it anonymous Mm. you know so if you were like oh you know i heard that in malaysia you know this company is using it and you know there's only one entry in malaysia you're like oh i know who that is
0: yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) um so yeah there's it's gonna be all over the place and you know it's the same thing you see in in the u.s and, and europe where you know some companies are doing it for themselves you know they're they're they've got the staff who like to you know get their hands dirty and then others are just you know what we have you know we've got ibm and they run our stuff for us and they showed up and said you know where do you want your private cloud where can we park this and they're just gonna do it so um you're not gonna see that uh but yeah that's my take at least on on who's who's buying what and how they're using it
0: yeah 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 and 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 like uh you know, it, it's it seems like and I would imagine Linux is the same way, although Linux is kind of uh uh what's the word? Transcend it all sort of like nuanced thinking. It's just like its own <laughs> it's 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 its own force of everywhere. But like it's always seemed like OpenStack, like as you were kind of describing it, matches the nature of the uh I, I wanna I wanna do this cheaply and, and all of myself, which which seems yeah. to be like I don't know. I, I hopefully I'm not like negatively generalizing, but that seems to be prominent in in uh in the non-homogeneous Asian markets. Um a little bit more than than in uh North American markets at least. And maybe European Europe's kind of a weird one where like, you know, you might have Munich using like LibreOffice or some bullshit like that. Uh and but then uh, every but then you know, the other people just buy commercial stuff. It's a weird uh mixed bag. Yeah. Did I say that right? Libre? Li- Libre? Sure. sure. <laughs> yeah. And 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 what
2: it, it, you know, yes, Vita, to free associate. The things that, that really jumped out to me uh, were were um, there was a question about what packages does this deployment use. Mm. And almost 75, 80% of it said primarily vendors, uh, pack vendor provided packages or upstream provided packages, which means that. I feel like OpenStack has has crossed this this line, you know, and it, it has, um, where the packages you get from Red Hat and Canonical are and and I guess SUSE are good enough, and people aren't building it themselves. It comes with the OS, it comes with their distro. They just use the stuff they get, and then there's another question in there about physical compute nodes. How many machines do you have? And and 72 percent. Of that was less than 100 nodes, which to me means labs, right? And and some of its production, but you know 100 nodes is not big, and so there's a lot of people who are just they're they're maybe they're replacing VMware or it's still fitting in that VMware niche, and it's something they get for free from their OS provider.
0: And to that end, you know that's my big takeaway. Yeah, yeah, I I mean they don't they don't uh, they don't have this chart in the report, but if you go to the dashboard. Uh, you can see which workloads are you currently using, and and mm-hmm. I I'll have, I have a, a macro and a micro comment here. One is like it is interesting to see the uh, the breakout of how why, I guess you could say why why and how people are using their OpenStack clouds. And to your to your point, I think Matt Ray, fifty uh, percent is something described as software dev test QA and CI with no uh, what do you call that a serial comma strong position there, uh, but. Uh, so, you know, it's used for a lab environment, like you're saying. Now there's another, the other big category, which I'm guessing is over 50%. And I guess you can choose multiple of these workload categories is, uh, one of my favorite categories ever infrastructure services. Now, (laughs) (laughs) both, both of these, I'm a little more sympathetic for the uh, software dev one. This is my kind of micro e-comment, but both of the, well, there's an even more micro e-comment I'll get to, but. I find these kind of categories really annoying because it just begs the question. If that's the right usage of begs the question of like, well, for what, right? Like, like what, what is an infrastructure service being used for what? And and people, sure, they're running their CI thing, but what kind of software are they developing on top of it? Anyways, mm-hmm. it matches up with what you're saying. Is you have a lot of clusters uh, apparently that are that are small. Uh, which makes sense there. Now, the other super micro thing, and this applies to several of the charts, and I only say this because people used to uh, educationally yell at me about this, is like, can you just fucking sort your charts? Just put them in uh, descending order. You always have the biggest thing on top or on the left side, and you sort it in order. That's just what you do. You got to sort them. So there's a little pro tip for you. Sort your charts.
1: Sounds like some bad conversation was from from some iBankers bankers there. Okay. Hey, like, hey. Yeah, like I, you got, I don't know. Like you got a little a little beat up by a little iBanker, banker. eye banker hazing going on there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they they they, they would know with
2: the style guide. Yeah. Where's this and right. white for for surveys?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's one in particular that would really really benefit. It's uh it's why do organizations choose Elf and Stack, Right. And that one really needs to be assorted in descending order because. It's, uh, whatever, whatever standardized on the same open platform and API, the power of global network of public and private clouds, which sounds like a good press release headline. Uh, that, that is the one, the number one, one, and it's way down on the bottom. So they should sort that. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I, well, and
2: if you download the PDFs, the formatting is, is terrible too.
0: Mm. <laughs> Well, but, you know, do, do do you all have any something. more uh, any more? There's there's some other associated context I think we can add in, But do you have, have any more con, any more commentary on the the primary document here, Brandon, Matt, Ray?
1: I do think at the end, right? Like uh, the goal that I see is they're really trying to combat is is the popular narrative, which I'm I'm definitely part of. Right? Like, OpenStack is dead. Like this survey seems to be. The open source, kinder, gentler way to say, no, 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 we're not dead yet. Mm. Um, That seems to be the, and again, like because it's sort of an open source project, it's not quite as uh, maybe direct about that. But that seems to be, there's lots of good data in it, but that seems to be the the flavor and the story they're trying to tell. And every specific number in there that can help them tell that story, they've attempted to call that out. So time will tell though, right? Because it's hard. You know, with all these narratives, right? When when they turn, uh, whether it be politics, sports, or technology, it's it is very hard to to turn them turn them around. So it'll be interesting well, to see what happens going forward.
2: Yeah, and that and that comes back to the you know, um, multi cloud. You know, whether or not they're using it, multi cloud. And then there's another question in there about uh, which compatibility APIs are being used, and that number continues to increase. Right, there, early OpenStack days, there was a big fight. About whether or not to use the AWS APIs, mm. and now we see that that 42% of the OpenStack uh, respondents um, are using the EC2 API. So that really tells me that this is, you know, this is a bridge function, you know, <laughs> and, and that bridge probably goes
0: mostly one way. One-way bridge. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was that was old. Uh, pets versus no, Randy's not the pets versus cattle person. That's yeah, yeah, Microsoft that was, that was person, Randy Bias, right? But it was it was it was Randy who was saying they should. Uh, that was like four or five years ago, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah good times,
1: good times. Well, a yeah. couple other just like real quick hits. Like mm-hmm. one, I think they do a lot to say that they. There's a whole slide in here about all the different tech um, industries that they're trying to to get at, but by far and away information technology is like is the number one which i think is just you know it is what it is right And they they do everything to say well it's declined a little bit it's like well it has but it's still by far and away the number one so that's you're still in the world of uh if you will they call it information technology and then telecommunications is a distant distant second so it's 58 percent. so it's definitely something that has i would say is not like you know broken out into like the true whatever you want to call it um you know larger market mid-market or you know industry so that's that's one thing and the other thing that shows up kind of you know they're probably not pushing the narrative but you just can't get away from it is kubernetes right so again mm-hmm. kubernetes um sly or page 816 here you know is by far and a way the tool that is most cited um to manage you know i guess when they say what paths and containers tools are you are used to manage OpenStack applications. You know, Kubernetes is cited, you know, far and away over. I guess it's right at fifty percent, and everything else is a little bit less. So, you know, that that kind of just sets you up. Like that really tells the story of where OpenStack is. Is like, is Kubernetes just going to overtake it and subsume it, and then right. finally, um, you know, do these other industries? Does it ever break through? Um, and I think that, like to me, those are the two key takeaways from the reading of the survey.
0: Yeah, but, you know, I mean, th- th- this uh, this one, like what. That could do with like another page of explanation. The whole uh, <laughs> like what's going on. I mean, it is. I don't know. Like like it, it's 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 intriguing in that it it, it oh, uh, yeah. has a lot of questions uh, that are left to be answered. I mean, I guess, I guess I guess I guess the way I read this is is and I'm going to use like cloud foundry talk is basically like I need an infrastructure as a service layer to run yep. my platform on. And that's all we're talking about here. <laughs> the, this is when when companies are running a platform on top of of their OpenStack IaaS. These are the the uh, the platforms that they're picking. Um, and then and then it a- also gets to the um, maybe in a couple of years this kind of nuance will matter. But it gets to the nuance of like, but Kubernetes is not all of what OpenShift or Cloud Foundry is. And I think Mesos has more actual application stuff. So, even this category is a little weird, right because oh yeah until Kubernetes, like if if you install OpenStack and then you install Kubernetes, you still have no software development capability, right mm-hmm. like all you have is is infrastructure, workload placement, and as as they like to say scheduling uh but <laughs> um like so it's an it's an odd category there because then the next question would be like, but then what do you install on top of Kubernetes to like actually do your work? But anyways, I mean that's that's kind of yeah. the the exciting can of worms at this chart element.
1: Right. Side. And I do think though, if you turn that question around and say just forget about like the actual here and now like what it means cuz it's so inconsistent, it's like apples and oranges as you just pointed out, but I think if you look it toward the future, and I think people are are really answering the question of what they want Kubernetes to be, right? And I think what they're looking for is Kubernetes to to really offer, you know, somehow package up all the functionality and these things below it. Right. And, and really be the way. Right. And I think that's whether that, that happens, I think that's what, like we talk about, about, you know, on here in Kubernetes weekly or other podcasts, right about it, but that's, (laughs) it really has become a placeholder for like, for what people want a cloud native platform to be. They're like, yeah, Kubernetes doesn't have it, but we want Kubernetes to have it. And today, it's the push that everyone's making now we'll see like it could collapse under its own weight it could happen or something else could come along but uh, as a future statement the answers to this are really very clear like people want kubernetes to be the thing that has all this and we'll see what happens
2: yeah i mean there there's there's you know kubernetes is obviously going to mess with this survey and and who's going where because um and if you go into the the triple o craziness you start to see people who you know OpenStack is managed by Kubernetes, and you know, with you know, Kubernetes on top of the OpenStack, and all sorts of weird permutations. But you know, Kubernetes has also recently added a, a virtualization um, scheduler, right? So that starts to take away what OpenStack does. You know, that is your your uh, IaaS um, you know function. Uh, if if Kubernetes is doing that, then what does that leave for your OpenStack undercloud to do? If, uh, you know, if you can throw your, your Linux VMs, not just your containers on top of Kubernetes.
0: Mm. Uh, I like your the new also, category, under cloud.
2: Under cloud, Well, yeah. Um, and then going back to the, the the Kubernetes usage, they also broke OpenShift out of that number. So, you know, OpenShift is Kubernetes 2. So you know, right. is, is it even greater? Uh, because, the, you know, they separated that, um, you know, because when... When I talk about OpenShift with most people, they're just consuming it as, you know, corporate Kubernetes. Um,
0: oh, man, you're just coming up with them, corporate Kubernetes <laughs> under cloud. It's, just, it's great.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so so And and then you see things like, you know, the Mirantis's and, and others all headed off to, you know, Kubernetes land. So um, I think it's going to be a drain on the OpenStack focus you know what what do they do and uh you know we'll probably probably talk about it in the regular podcast but uh there was a an article talking about the the OpenStack Foundation moving beyond just the OpenStack project and I was like oh you know what does that mean um so yeah there's maybe we'll talk about that later this week on the regular podcast
0: so i i think just as a as a summing up i mean i think as i've said uh in other venues there's two things if you write about that uh you get pilloried is that the right word pilloried that yeah, is true. uh if you write about JEE, java enterprise edition you just guaranteed you're not going to win whatever especially position you, you take start, there's going to there. be what's that what's that
2: especially if you throw a two in there
0: yeah yeah whatever position you take on je there's you're going to make a lot of people upset that's that's just going to happen and then of course openstack uh, that tends to also have the, the same sort of effects, but I think that that said, and I mentioned that to be a bias about me uh, softening any commentary. I think for the uh, the mission this this little survey goes about, it does it just fine, right? Like, it, oh yeah, it, it does. To Brandon's point, I think the from the perspective of 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 what I would care about, uh, I think proving that OpenStack is uh, I don't know doing all right just fine. It gives you a snapshot of what's going on there. And I think I think you pointed this out Brandon like the the conclusion that I sort of always want the OpenStack community to make that they never make is like, yeah, we just serve as tech companies and telcos. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like I think I, I think that would settle a lot of people down and give them some focus, but whatever. I think I think the OpenStack community has sort of chosen not to go full on Apache Software Foundation with just like Craziness and on, on defocused missionlessness, but they want to have a, a broad, a broad mission, which is which is fine. But, anyways, I think it's a a good instance of this. So, then just to close out, I think it's I think it's worth looking at some of the associated stuff around here. So this this survey comes out, I think it's twice a year, but it comes out basically uh, um, whenever uh, whenever there's an OpenStack summit. And so, also, what comes out, for example, is uh, you, you. If you're an analyst, you come out with your market sizing. So, our uh, my my old pal coworker Al over at Four Five One Research, him and Jay Lyman always come out with their uh, their Open Stack. I think they call it a pulse. They don't use uh, another branded thing. And so, there's a, you can actually find a PDF that has a lot of what's in the report. They do some market sizing in there, and and it's funny because they say, uh, well, not funny, funny to me. But the market sizing chat is this. Chart is this year in 2017 the the revenue from OpenStack and I think this is public private everything is an estimated 2.6 billion dollars, so about a Red Hat if I remember Red Hat's revenue somewhere around there, uh-huh. and uh, but then in, in uh, 2021 in the future where we all shall live it's going to be 6.7 billion and so if you'll notice when you're reading news about OpenStack the past week they only use the 6.7 billion dollar number which is uh, which is exciting yeah it's just like it's just like we'll we'll become or soon to become a 6.7 billion dollar uh you know industry which yeah i mean you know some, yeah. something that far into the future is it's only useful for i bankers who are trying to hustle a transaction yeah. <laughs> right like it's not I, really I that, that good uh what
2: was the 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 Simpsons with the if you know if these trends continue disco's going to be <laughs> be dominant in 1979
0: exactly exactly yes yeah but there is in that pdf there's a good chart of, of looking at the kind of steady growth uh from from 451 of of the market and sure in 2016 it was 1.8 you know the first thing that snarky internet people always want to know is is give me all the numbers that they've had through time so you can see how wrong they were they never really care how right they were; they just want to see how wrong they are which which <laughs> which would be fun, but you know whatever and then there's uh you know also I think the uh the press coverage around around the survey and other stuff we've kind of hit on it here and there but um there's two things that I would point out: one is that it's uh it's all more or less straightforward, and I think the things you can see that um either coincidentally all of the reporters who wrote this up synthesized conclu- the same conclusions on their own, or the uh, the PR folks who are running this uh, from the foundation and otherwise did a pretty good job of like, here's the messaging and bullet points and positioning, because they kind of all cover the uh, the same angles, which is great. And then, uh, and then also, you know, another thing back to the analyst thing. Um, if you go read that original PDF, uh, you know, if you go read coverage of this, you'll see that Al is uh, quoted widely. But in fact, He's quoted because someone copy and pasted from a press release, which is maybe he was unavailable <laughs> to talk. But I'm I'm pretty sure he's a pretty approachable person. You could get on the phone to uh, to discuss things if you wanted. Not not that I would ever do that and actually call someone and talk with them. That just like I wouldn't do that at all. I always like to have already uh, published things. So, y'all got anything else you want to go over with it? I think we nailed it all.
1: We nailed it. It was great. Check it out. Enjoy it. Yeah. Consume it. Update your slides.
0: Yes, U- update your slides. That's right. So what, <laughs> what, uh, what slides are you going to be updating, Brandon? The, what may, you know what? Maybe, maybe that's a question we should have at the end of all these episodes instead of How the recommendations. Yeah, like yeah. What, uh, what slides are you going to be updating?
1: What slides will I be updating from this? I would like the private cloud stuff. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, I grabbed that and I will use that. I like the Kubernetes stuff because I think that kind of tells you a little bit about what people want. And then the other one we didn't get into, because I don't know if it's as relevant to everybody else, but uh, the number of projects per deployment and then the popular projects, I think it's like mm-hmm. slides 10 and 11, that I think has some real good like product strategy, kind of like um, uh, just what are people doing? Because you know OpenStack, the umbrella, is this massive set of projects. But it's kind of interesting to see like which projects are getting some um, traction and which are not, and then how many different projects people are using. because that kind of gives you an indication of like, okay, well, if you're going to build a new product or you're working on you know developing new features for your products, it gives you a clue as to like what people are interested in. Um, which is yeah. usually a clue is into like what problems they're having, but yeah. before, Matt Ray, before Matt Ray says anything, I just want to <laughs> quickly uh, qualify and say, but it's only one data point and you shouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, uh, get too too run away with it. But I like that data point. If I can get some other data points uh, to yeah. give me an idea of where I should build my roadmap, you know, as, as I'm so apt to talk about, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so so my my takeaway is is when i look at that and see the numbers you know uh, i think medians around like 8 projects deployed and it's all the you know the standard you know compute storage stuff at at the at the high end and then the the tail is all the you know esoteric things even when you dig into the compute and storage and start looking at the vendors that are not the defaults provided by the OS you know, by the distros, that's where there's this long tail of commercialism. You know, like if you look at some of the storage stuff, you know, there's all this like, you know, 1% Nutanix, you know, 2% HPE LPAR. You know, it's like, who's making money on those, that that tiny percentages? So that my, my caution would be like, is this, you know, if you are in the hardware business, you have to go make your money somewhere obviously you know so you need to be involved in this still um but man there's you know you're you're fighting against uh the tide um as far as like you know if, if you're not the default from the distro you're going to have a hard time right yeah
1: and i tell you the slide that i'm going to just look at and i don't even know what to do with it is slide 17 the uh, open stack median cloud profile like I've just never even seen anything like this, like median cloud, like a pro, like a median profile. Like I think it's very interesting, and but but also I think it could be completely worthless. Um, <laughs> so I I just I don't know. I just don't know. Like, does it really? Like, is the median profile because of all the? Because they list out, I guess to uh, describe what it is, They kind of list out what people are using for the hypervisor networking driver, storage driver, dending service, operating system, and database. So on one hand it's very appealing. It's like, oh, okay, well this is this gives me a sense of like what an OpenStack person is using. And then you and you like really just digest each technology. You're like, hmm, I don't think this is right. I don't think this is I don't believe it. And again, they—it's not average. I guess it's median. So yeah, take take from me. It. And it's just like it feels very random. Like it it feels while it is in, while I'm sure it is a median, it feels like just a random configuration picked out of the middle of yeah. this distribution. And you're like, I'm pretty sure it's worthless. But I also kind of intrigued by it.
2: Yeah, the, the, it's just the defaults that get shipped by Red Hat.
1: Yeah. So maybe that that actually you're right. I guess if it doesn't match the defaults 100%, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, there J- you go. There you have it. Yeah. Question answered. Worthless. There we have it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure of that. So good. All right. Now I don't have to do o- that research. O-
0: OpenStack default cloud profile. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Mm. Now that would be interesting. Yeah. I, so, so I think uh, to close that, I think the slide I would update if, uh, and I don't really do stuff like this anymore, but like, I I, th- I like the, uh, the do organizations choose OpenStack. stack. First of all, I would sort that in descending order. You know, oh sure, you got to do that. That's which, which means, which means I'm going to have to hand code some goddamn thing in Excel and figure out how charts work for the five hundredth time. Just a lot of work. I had to do this recently with a uh, a chart, and I don't know. That's you know, just living the life I choose, I guess. But uh, you know, I think there's a lot of interesting commentary you could have on on this chart about what's what's motivating people to make the choices they do. And I think I think the thing that would be important if you were discussing this chart is like. This is for people choosing OpenStack things and uh, so you're motivated by uh you know it's it's kind of curious that save money is so low um, uh, if I'm only looking at the dark blue ones um, but yeah and and then also like vendor lock-in is up there and uh, and again that that big standardized on the same open platform and apis that power a global network of public and private clouds that that would warrant some investigation. But anyways, anytime you see a ranking of priorities like this, I find that that always useful. And it's good to kind of – in the preamble of a lot of talks I do, I'm saying like, why do you care about digital transformation? And data like this and then is sometime useful for that, but then also useful for – and what are you going to do about it? Like what technologies are you going to choose? And I could see that you could tactically use this to be like um, – choosing OpenStack is sort of like a default choice that you would make for private cloud or for a cloud thing. Cause it's free, you know, in air quotes and all this stuff. And so this is kind of like the baseline concern that people would have. And so anything built on top of that would be uh would be interesting variation. I don't know if any of that's true, but that's what I would play around with.
1: Yeah. Well, this one always has like some fun, like revealed lot human logic on it. And it, it's uh You know, increase operational efficiency, I guess, is the highest with 93%. But then uh, I always like to see this, right, Uh, achieve security and or privacy goals, which is third from the bottom, only (laughs) beating out other, whatever that is, and attract top talent. So I always think it's funny because you would hope that by when you're increasing your operational efficiency, you are being secure and being uh, (laughs) and uh, controlling uh, access to private data, which is, as we know, not the case, which is, again, always funny that people break this out. But it also just reflects where we are as a society, like, no, 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 we want things fast. Uh, We're not so concerned about, uh, you know, it being secure. So again, like, you know i understand where we're at i just i think it's funny sometimes when it's on a chart you're like oh this is a little too much reality yeah. for me. and and, and i guess
0: on. i guess despite all my ranting they do have it sorted in in a descending way but you know adding up the total bar i'm not into that i want to know like <laughs> i want to know the top two priorities that people have in order right
1: and that. i guess we just i mean since you called it out we have to pick on well i mean it's no surprise that the the one answer that's almost an entire sentence, you know, is that has gotten uh, a lot more votes for the number one priority. Whereas other things are basically just sentence fragments, so it's yeah. not, you know, that would not be good survey design. There,
0: a global network of public and private clouds. That's that's yeah. Um, yeah. I feel I feel like there's one of those uh, cyberpunk people touching like a round circle on on the screen <laughs> clip art with binary streaming in the background, and they're they're on the global public and private cloud network. Well, anyhow, this has been a uh, another episode finally with Matt Ray on it, uh, dialing in live to tape from Oceana uh, of the Software Defined Talk members only white paper exegesis podcast. If you're listening to this, you must already be a uh, a patron or you're delighting in a pirated version of it. You know, if you're paying us one dollar, you should pay us five dollars because we like money. <laughs> We're almost up to a hundred dollars a month, and this reminds me I need to send uh, Matt and Brandon their money, uh, which I, I should. I should. I'm going to do some advanced accounting and make a spreadsheet. So we'll, we'll be doing that. Uh, but if you want to, if you enjoyed this, it, it's great. If you want to spread it around to your friends, refer people to it. Feel free to send them the uh, the MP3 or whatever so they can uh, they can test it out. And as always you can check out our main podcast at softwaredefinedtalk.com, uh, otherwise known as This Week in Kubernetes. And if you want to talk about uh, various white paper stuff or software-defined talk things or whatever, uh, you can go to the software-defined uh, talk Slack channel. So thanks to no SSH JJ, you can auto-sign up yourself and go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash Slack and there's an exegesis uh, channel in there. There's a regular channel. We track the topics that we're going to talk about in the coming week, all sorts of stuff. You can uh, join us in there. And with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.